Hello, Freedom Fighters. My name is Danny Flood. Thank you so much for listening. This audio interview is brought to you by Open World Magazine, the ultimate guide for optimizing your life to find more adventure, passion, and purpose. Go check us out at openworldmag.com. Go check out the new manifesto on lifestyle design, authored by yours truly, Buy Your Own Island, now available on Amazon. It's been called inspiring and empowering and one of the best new books on entrepreneurship. Lifestyle design for 2015 and beyond. Look for it on Amazon or go download the audiobook for free at buyyourownisland.com forward slash audio dash book. Hey, so welcome to another episode of the Open World Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Flood, and I'm very honored tonight to be joined by uh, Rob Cubbin of robcubbin.com. He is a digital nomad currently in Saigon and an information product marketer from London who uh, makes uh, his living selling online courses. He's been doing it for um, well, about a decade now. How long has it been, Rob? I know, just a couple of years, Danny. Um, before that, I was doing I was doing graphic and web design for clients. Oh, I see. And then, from what I read on your blog, um, in the last two years, your passive income has surpassed your your freelance active income. Correct. Um, yeah. And it's quite impressive. You post your passive income reports online, and uh, in the first quarter of 2015, you've earned uh, I think over twenty five thousand. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, the the, um, the the revenue would definitely be over twenty five thousand, and uh, and the, the the costs are, are very small as well. The overheads are very small because I don't spend money on advertising or anything like that. So it'd be something like that. And the costs just in online publishing in general are, are basically completely minimal, right? Exactly. That's that's yeah. where the beauty of this model is. It's a, it's a low low barrier to entry, and um, it doesn't doesn't cost much to to be up and running either. Fantastic. Well, I'm really excited to have you on the show and um, learn about how you're doing it and uh, your journey in this. Um, could you tell me and the listener a little bit about your your backstory uh, so we can get to know you? Yeah, of course, Danny. I'm, I'm really excited and, and uh, honoured to be on the show. Thanks a lot for having me. And you've had some great, great people on here before as well. And I, I really love your site, as I was saying to you earlier. But um, just to introduce myself, my name's Rob and I'm from England. Um, but what I love to say is that um, about 10 years ago, I was uh, traveling on uh, uh, on public transports to go and work for other people, and I'd been doing this for years and years and years. I, I had no aspirations to become an entrepreneur. I had no aspiration or ambition to improve my life whatsoever. And I was just like everyone else who was working for their paycheck, trying to um, I was trying to uh, pay the bills every month, and uh, that was it. It, it was it, it was not, nothing more than that. So I consider myself extremely fortunate that I kind of happened on this other existence that I have now, uh, which happened a long time ago. I was um, set up my business and my website uh, around about ten years ago uh, in order to just to attract um, freelance graphic design work. Uh, but this led to me stopping working for other people. And uh, uh, very soon afterwards, um, in fact, it was 2008, was the last time I ever went to work and did a proper job. Um, although I have to say it wasn't actually a proper job. It, I was only temping at the time. Uh, and so 2008 onwards, I've been running my own business from home in, in London, uh, which was, as I say, mostly um, doing graphic design and then web design for clients. Uh, and as we've been discussing uh, in more recent years, uh, the passive income from my products mostly um, has surpassed the, the freelance or, or the client active work that I was doing graphic and web design for. So uh, that's, that's a little bit about me, but that's a short story. Um, I'm sure we can go to, into it in more, more detail. Since you've started this information product route, you've published, uh, I think, five ebooks. Is that right? 
Five Kindles, yeah. Okay, five Kindle books, and then you have 12 online courses on Udemy. Correct, uh, yeah. Which, which you say is your, your highest earner now. Uh, Definitely. But going back, what was your first ebook that you published in 2011? Uh, yeah, it was um, uh, a PDF on my site, uh, which is completely different animal, as you know, from Kindle. Uh, but I did have a very small email list at the time, and I published an ebook um, with a very bad title. It was called How to Get Clients. Um, I've since republished it and made it how to get web design clients. Um, and, uh, it did more moderately well because eBooks from your own site, you can sell at sort of $25 or something like that. Um, and, uh, as I say, I had a little bit of a list. I maybe had a thousand or, or 2000 people on a list at that stage. Um, so it was predominantly selling it to them. And then I had some uh, posts that were doing quite well on Google, and uh, there was an upset, uh, an, a, an ad for the book at the bottom of these posts, uh, uh, and it would sell that way as well. So that's kind of the catch twenty two of selling through your website is that the onus is on you to uh, basically do everything, all the promotion, all the marketing, all, driving all the traffic. Um, would you say that now it's it's better to now that we have you know online giants like Udemy and Amazon and some others, is it better to put your content on there rather than try to sell through your own website? I would say to do both, Danny, uh, because the um, uh, you, you definitely uh, definitely do both because uh, having your own site is extremely important. You can't trust the platforms like Udemy and Amazon. As you know, like Google and Facebook, they'll change their rules uh, and, and it's their platform so they can do what they want uh, and these rules might may or may not uh, benefit you in any way however your site you write the rules um they're your customers you have their email addresses um and uh, you're you're free to upsell to them at any point uh, you like um they have a more uh stronger relationship with you because they're buying from your site your product it's, it's much more of a uh, stronger thing you can charge more uh from your site and you get more of the profits uh, from your site. However, as you say, the other side of it is harder work. You have to do all the work yourself. Uh, marketing is no no difficult thing, and getting getting the customers through the door. Um, but I definitely would advise everyone if they want to sell digital products uh, to 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 go everywhere, uh, to put them everywhere, uh, put them on platforms such as Udemy. Uh, Amazon and there are a host of others and uh, and really work on your own site um, putting free content out on your own site because that's your uh, um, that's your get out of jail card for or your kind of bolt hole uh, your rock of Gibraltar um, because if all else fails you've always got your own site and you've always got your own email list so I'd say a mixture of everything. Yeah, I've noticed that myself. That's kind of uh, one of the pitfalls is whenever you put all of your eggs into one basket. You know, um, when I started out my own business, I, I was getting all of my income actively, I suppose. It was recurring, but it was all from my clients. So, you know, mm -hmm. once, once I decided to do something else, you know, I, I completely cut off that income. And mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have it diversified into different sources. And, you know, you, you never want to be in that basket. I think you should have at least two, three, four income sources. Possible. Absolutely, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think um, it's definitely all about the the multiple sources of income. Uh, as your as your company your your experience develops, I mean, I think when you start out, uh, as you and I did. Um, I think it's easier to make money from clients uh, because, you know, one phone call, oh, you, just, you just need one person and that can give you $1,000 a month. Um, how, however, um, as, as your business grows, uh, I think it's, it's best to, to add other passive income streams to the mix. And I think when you're trying to determine what to offer to the market, I think it always helps when it's um, something that already complements what you're already doing. And something yes. you know, that you can just build on uh, what you already have. Like for in, for in your instance, so we haven't really talked about this much, but um, your books are like uh, things that you either know how to do well or that you want to probably learn how to do like 
sell video courses online is one of your books. Um, yeah. How to create a website with WordPress. You know, I, I give an example. Uh, you know, recently I've been on about 30 or 40 different podcasts to promote my book. And I, I thought, you know, hey, there's other people that want to promote their books this way. You know, what if I offer like a podcast booking services, service to other authors? And, you know, that's an example of an active income source that I've been able to create, you know, just in the last month, had this aha. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, that, that's just an example. Like, it's, it's much easier to kind of create these complementary products and services that, are, that play to your strengths, I suppose. Absolutely, Daniel. I'll have to contact you for the next time I have a book launch and, and ask <laughs> to get ask for your uh, your your podcast service there, um, because you're absolutely right. Everything, all the products I've created have come about from my experience. Um, so I still I still have clients because that um, the more you work, you, the more work you do for clients, the better ideas you get for products because. They ask you questions that you would never have thought of. You know, sometimes you get lots of um, phone calls or emails asking you to do the same thing. Uh, for you know, maybe a few years ago, everyone was asking me how to do a Facebook page, uh, and um, that that gives you a, an aha moment. You know, maybe I should create a product about this Facebook page, and I'll know how to do it quite well after I've done three or four for, for three or four different clients and three or four different niches, and and I can video it. I mean, that's the beauty of it because you, you're actually getting paid two or three times. You, you you create a Facebook page for a client, you video it, so it can be sold as 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 a product, and you may be get get an affiliate commission off of a product that you're using at the while you're creating it so um i i i love to whatever i do um to to create um more than one way of making money from it i think that's a very economical uh use use of time so what you're saying is basically you try to repackage and repurpose content whenever possible um, uh-huh and I think a common theme here is that uh, you want to bring things to the market quickly. You want to publish quickly, and that's that's a big uh, factor in success as well, right? Absolutely, absolutely, Danny. Um, it's getting getting stuff um, shipped, as they say, getting getting stuff out the door, uh, and not um, uh, and not thinking about it too much. Uh, obviously, the quality has got to be there. Um, but I think the quality comes from uh, the experience and the experience that you have um, when you've done something a few times. Uh, then I think that that is enough experience because um, who is an expert? An expert is someone who knows more about a subject than the person they're talking to. And another way of looking at it is that the absolute uh, Experts in the traditional sense of the term, uh, like, for example, uh, a Harvard professor of mathematics, he'd be a very bad guy, if, if it is indeed a male, uh, to explain to a child the two times table. Uh, whereas somebody who's just learnt something is often better at explaining how to do it. So um, that's... There's more than one reason why it's very good to just learn how to do something uh, on, a, on three or four occasions and then to teach it and create the product at, at it very quickly. It's very fresh in your mind. You've just learned how to do it. And the fact that the product is, is, is hot off, hot, um, uh, you know, and, and in, in the shops um, very quickly from, from being produced is is exciting and, and good for the marketplace. That's such a great point that you just brought up about the professor. Um, I think that uh, if you've just recently learned something and uh, you were in the shoes of the person who's starting out, uh, it's much easier to relate to that person. And I've been noticing the same thing, like why I don't often listen to, I guess, really famous people, really famously successful people, is because uh, I feel like there's a gap there. Like, I can't relate mm. to them, and they can't relate to me. Like, I was thinking of a specific example. Do you know S.J. Scott? 
Um, oh yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, big big time. I I I love Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I don't mean, I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm actually going to praise him yeah. here. Uh, he's he's an Amazon author who's written uh, 16 books so far on Amazon, on Kindle. Uh, but when I was publishing my first book, you know, I, there's a lot of books out there on how to publish your book. So I was going to like you know Guy Kawasaki and some of the big time authors, and I found that you know it's it's a good book, but there's very little I could actually take from that. But then when I read, you know, Scott's, uh, S.J. Scott's book about, um, I think it was how to write 2,000 words a day, mm -hmm. it was so much easier to relate to, and it was just such a game changer. It just kind of changed my whole workflow. Yeah, I, I've, I've been following Steve, Steve Scott's site. I've been following him for uh, um, five years, uh, and uh, I saw him start Kindle. He only started Kindle um, two or three. Uh, and I've just seen what he's done. It's just been amazing. He's always been amazing, um, though. And he is actually the reason I I, I joined. Uh, I started on Kindle. Um, it's, he he is a, a, a he is a, a real. Deal. I can't say too much about him. Honestly, he, he's well. He's one of my my big big favorite guys online. Steve Scott. And the way he talks to you, it's just like, um, you know, like an older brother or a guy that, you know, he's, yeah. he's sharing advice over beers or something like that. Yeah, and he, he yeah. should do more. He should do more video as well because he's absolutely great on camera and he's he's got a great podcast. He's got a great voice. And as you say, he's very, he's very, very much comes across as an ordinary guy. He doesn't come across as a... Uh, an expert or, or anything, uh, but it, his his advice is absolutely second to none. If anyone wants to know anything about Kindle, um, you, you could do a lot wrong than just uh, read as much as you can from from Steve Scott. His uh, the S J Scott is the is the um, the pen name he uses for his habit books. So that was a habit book you you read. However, his internet marketing Kindle books are under Steve Scott, uh, and they're both. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter which books you read by him; they're, they're all fantastic, and his site as well, and his podcast. <laughs> well, that was quite the uh, commercial for S.J. Scott there. So. <laughs> Sounds like I'll have to get him on this show as well. Um, uh, you, you should. You should definitely, definitely. Yeah. So um, that's great. So I, I think we just touched on something there, which is. Uh, how to create your products is that you, you want to be, you don't want to be like an academic expert. You want to be someone who's able to uh, relate to your target market or, or customer. Um, but the problem is, Rob, how do you uh, run me through the product creation process? Because before you create the info product, you're kind of just broadcasting it out into the world and you don't really know who your customers are until uh, they start to buy the product or not buy the product, right? How do you... Uh, know when you have a profitable idea in your hands and how do you uh how do you like create a winning product that your audience is going to love well this is my answer and um it, it all go for me it all goes back to free content um and this is what i i i always say because i'm i'm a really bad person for looking at spreadsheets and keyword research and looking for low-hanging fruit uh, and all that stuff. I, uh, other people do that really well, but I'm not the guy uh, that can explain how to do that at all. So the way I do it is by creating free content first. And um, as, as I said to you, I've been blogging since 2006. And with a blog, you can with and I, this is this is where the bit where I do get a bit technical. <laughs> I look at, at uh, Google Analytics. Uh, which isn't very difficult, and see which um, which of my blog posts are doing well. And actually, it's more organic than that. I just get emails. You, you know, uh, you just get emails from people, and you get comments on on your blog. And uh, people find this very difficult. People have a ha, have an issue with blogging. Uh, they think it's they think it's it's you're a drop in the the ocean. Nobody listens to you. Uh, but you've really got to give it. A, a year or so, um, you know, you've, you've got to post at least once a week for a year and then tell me that it's not working. Uh, because I can guarantee that if you do it, uh, well, you've done it 
you've shown people you can do it and you can do it in 2015. Uh, it's no problem. And I've proved it as well because I've done it with other blogs. Um, if you keep on producing free content, then you will get an audience. And it doesn't matter even if you don't know who your audience is in the first place. If you're writing information that's relevant to a certain niche and this will be your interests anyway then you will get an audience and then you'll find out who they are and then you'll and then you'll um get your product ideas because it will be those blog posts that do unexpectedly well that will trigger something in you um and uh, it'll be fairly obvious and for me it's fairly obvious because it's the ones that that do very well on Google, that I get a lot of um, comments on, that I get a lot of questions about. You know, as I was saying earlier, it's like a few people ask you the same question. It's a real aha moment. Um, or if you're having this struggle and then other people say, yeah, I, I have that struggle as well, that's your aha moment because that, that's what you should be making the products about. And it, it, to me, it all goes back to free content um, it's because that's the way you'll, you'll, you won't find out. Um, for, uh, I have no other way of finding out what's going to work and what's not going to work other than by creating free content and seeing, and seeing how that stuff does. And uh, just a little other point to this is um, you can you can even laser focus this by collecting email addresses, and then you ask your email subscribers what what um, you just send them an email and say what what are you struggling with at the moment, or you do a Google Doc thing and and get them all to fill out a form, and you'll you'll get back the. The, uh, and the answers will start, you'll start seeing the same answers again and again and again, and then all the same questions or the same issues. And they're the ones that you should create the products on. Okay, awesome. So, identifying what uh, the pain points are in the arena that you serve, I suppose? Yeah, uh, having, having yeah. them identify for you by, by, by the, the, uh, the people in the arena you're, you're serving, I think. I think some other examples, uh, if you don't have a mailing list, you could also go to Quora or uh, Reddit and mm-hmm. um, just look in that uh, niche and, you know, see what kind of questions people are asking and, you know, maybe make a, a habit of, you know, just browsing these sites maybe once a week or something and just kind of collecting a list of uh, common problems or uh, things that people might be struggling with and then you could deliver a course to that, right? Yeah, I mean that's another idea. To be honest with you, I, I, I don't I don't do that um, my, myself. Uh, as I say, like, uh, Quora and Reddit are, are uh, slight strangers to me. I, I should I should do more, as, as I was saying to you earlier. But uh, um, it's the same it's the same theory, uh, definitely. Yeah. Well, going back to blogging, if I could just reinforce what you said with a, a few examples. Um, I, do you know Charlie Hohen? He used to work for Tim Ferriss. Uh, I, I, yeah, not, not, not particularly well, but I, I think I know the guy you're talking about. He did the, um, uh, he did the press on, on, on one of his books, I think, or he did a, Yeah, he marketed yeah. the, uh, four hour body for Tim Ferriss. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, um, he wrote a blog post. He did exactly what you said. He wrote a blog post called, uh, how I cured my anxiety and the, the post blew up, you know, he got a bunch of questions and then it was so successful that he decided he would write a book about it and, uh, wrote the book, play it away. And uh, it was a big success as well. So he followed that process that you just mentioned uh, by starting out with free content. And um, it's just such a great way to just get feedback from your market and see when you have a really great idea. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I've I got to say it's a win-win-win because, I mean, also, if you're struggling for money, free content will get you clients as well. I mean, it, did, it did with me. I, you know, I, I was, that's how I started. I was putting out free content in order to get clients. So I'm jumping around a bit, sorry. But, um, <laughs> what, what type of content uh, do you have to put to, to get clients? Because I had an online uh, advertising business uh, kind of similar to you, and uh, I, I got almost no clients through online. Um, mm. all, all my clients, and at least in that business, were uh, referrals, word of mouth, uh, people I met face-to-face. Danny, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked that because um, I, I need to s- explain about 
how I did the blogging and what's important about blog posts and their titles. And that is that you must keep the blog posts and their titles specific, very super specific. I don't mean they need to be laser focused on, on a particular uh, market. Uh, but for example, I wrote, um, how much does a London graphic designer freelance surcharge? Uh, and so I, I got, I got people who were Googling, um, uh, how much, uh, how much does a, a freelance graphic designer in London cost or something like that. And, um, that, that was immediately, uh, a, a great, uh, great client winner, uh, because People who are looking for freelance graphic designers in London are going to sort of want to know how much they cost. So I didn't have to give away my prices, um, but uh, um, I just wrote a general article about it. So I wrote a lot of articles about freelance graphic designers in London, and uh, just just so I could rank in Google for freelance graphic designer London. Um, another example is just something extremely sp- specific about the work I did. I, I wrote a, an article about how to create PDFs in, in Adobe InDesign. It's, it's not, um, it, not going to win blog post of the year, um, but for clients who are looking for the, somebody who can do exactly that, uh, then, then they can find that pretty easily, and you know I will be returned uh, in, in a local area as well. So, it, and it's and it's the same now. Uh, I, you know, try to make it uh, as specific as uh, as possible, um, because um, and you can find out from Google Analytics that this is working because you'll find that you know, people are looking for for that and just that alone. Um, and then you'll you'll be returned in Google, and again in in, in social as well. It, it, uh, the headline is is specific and and uh, clickbaity enough um, that then then that will work. Um, so the general headlines, you know, like uh, what makes a good design or um, how to blog, or you know, um, sometimes I do them. Uh, because I, I want to write a blog post, for example, now, um, I just won't care about SEO. I'll just write it because uh, I want to write, you know, what you, what should you blog about? Because I want, I want to make this point again. Um, so, you know, that's the way I got clients, by making it very local to, to my area and very specific to my skills. And also that little trick about write about, um, how much you're going to cost? Uh, you don't have to, you know, don't give your prices away, but just say that this is this is what people charge generally in, in my area. In my, you know, you can do a little bit more, a little bit less, and uh, but then then you'll get people who are looking to hire people who do your job because they they want to know how much it costs. And there's there's loads of examples you can think about around this area, but the secret is to keep it specific. Okay, so the two takeaways I took from that, um, one, be specific with your headlines and also begin with the target audience in mind before you create the post. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. um, I think think what works really well for me when I publish is that I I think about in advance where am I going to promote the the post before mm -hmm. I write it Mm -hmm. or as I'm writing it. Like that way it helps me to create the content uh, in a better fashion for that market. Exactly. I mean, some sometimes you, you, you want to be going for Google, so you, it's going to be like the specific keywords that I talked about, whereas sometimes if you're doing it more social and Reddit and, and places like that, then the headline needs to be a bit more click clickbaity. Uh, so there's, yes. there's different ways of doing it. You're absolutely right, and, and it depends on uh, – sometimes it will be the subject matter of the blog will lend itself to be more clickbaity and sometimes the subject matter will lend itself to be more Google keywordy. Um, but yeah, it, my, my uh, if I can interject there, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, I don't really post for search engines myself, but I do a lot of social. Um, you know, try to get that that curiosity factor, mm. that, that clickbait. I guess um, you know when you when you write for Reddit, for example, they say that uh, long headlines tend to be more persuasive, and Reddit allows you up to three hundred characters, I think, for mm-hmm. for a headline. 
Um, and you know, like our, our mutual friend, uh, Bruce Jones, who I also interviewed on this podcast, uh, he submitted a guest post to me and it was, um, it was very general. Like you said, it was, I think 12 lessons for self publishing. Mm -hmm. And then I, I added a, you know, a part two to that title where I said 12 lessons for self publishing dash an evergreen guide to earn a living as an author. Uh -huh. So I, I just include, by including that benefit, I figure it's it's going to make that title more appealing on the social web where I plan to promote it. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, and and yeah. it just shows you that you know you you can use use so many ways you can go. You know, you 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 it doesn't matter if the idea doesn't lend itself to one type of headline. You can go for the other type of headline. Um, if that's the case, so um, by all means, I don't want to. I don't want to stop people writing those general posts because sometimes, if you if you really want to write a general post, then don't don't don't, don't let me hold you back. Um, but you can you can fix the title to 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 grab people either socially or organically through search. So I guess it just comes down to beginning with the end in mind. Um, you know, are you writing the content to get people through search engines? Are you trying? Are you planning to promote it through uh, different forums like Reddit or Twitter or Facebook? Um, and then if you have that, you know, objective in mind, it makes it a lot easier. I, I yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but think of this metaphor while you were speaking about uh, these scientists who are are sending out radio signals out into the universe. You know, in the hope that some intelligent life out there is going to respond. <laughs> and I don't know why I was thinking about that, but I think that's how I think that's how a lot of people blog. You know, they just yeah, like, send yeah. out these, these signals out into the world at large, and just you know hope that there's some sign of life out there. Right? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's very hard because I, I get emails from people who say uh, that, that they've done that. And they're sending out these signals to, to these extraterrestrials, and they're not coming out. Now, I feel so bad because um, you know it, it does work. Uh, you, you just got to stick at it, and obviously you're going to make mistakes. Obviously you're going to, you, you know, you're going to throw throw something, and it's just not going to stick. But if you keep at it, um, it, things will happen for you for sure. Yeah, and, and I can speak from experience. It's been uh, 14 months since I started my blog, and you mentioned that it really takes one year before you can really get traction. Yeah. And uh, I've learned so much uh, just from, from blogging. You know, I just started out, I set a minimum requirement of one blog post per week, and uh, I've pretty much stuck to that. Uh, and, you know, just... Uh, just in the last few months, I mean, we, I, we the month before this one, we were less than 5,000 visits, and then this month, there were over 15,000 visits. That's and awesome. It, and it all just comes down to the things I've, I've learned and, you know, how to promote my content and how to package it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's great. I mean, honestly, you're, you're doing really well. It's, it's really good. Well done for sticking at it because a lot of people don't, and it's such a shame because I, I am convinced it, it's, it's a, just a, a, a great marketing tool and, and everything else, I've, all the other benefits that I've already mentioned. Yeah, and I noticed that a lot of uh, amateurs and novices, like, you know, they, they go into it saying that they're, I'm going to write, you know, five posts per day and it's going to, you know, catch on really quick. And, and I think they're trying to rush the process, maybe. I, I found once a week a really good, uh, blogging sh schedule that's really worked for me it's obviously working for you uh you know you've got so many other things to do you've, you've got to make money um you know uh, but once a week is not is not too much a anyone can do can do the one the one a week uh so um i think that's a really good schedule to, to do but you know other people do other schedules but yeah, and it's, you know, as I've learned, I've kind of been able to scale it up uh, organically. So I started doing, I still do one blog post per week, but I also do one podcast per week. I mm -hmm. also do one guest post per week. And I also, you know, try to repurpose one piece of content from some of my other programs per week. So even though, you know, I, I started out as one post per week, I've been able to add other types of content into the mix uh, organically, you know, not, not try to yeah. rush it. But, you know, we're publishing a lot now. I have a new post every few days, but... Uh, you know, I've, I've slowly built it up to that point, so that doesn't require me to to work overwork. You know, make it happen. 
Yeah, I think um, I think it's a muscle that, that you're you're exercising, and it's it's getting getting better and it's optimizing it. You know, uh, I think the more content you create, the the the, the better it gets, and uh, um, your ability to create more content improves as well. So, uh, I think you're right. Just don't rush things and, and don't do that sort of five posts a day uh, because you'll never keep it up. But it's something you can manage. And then build on. I think you've you've got a great point there, Danny. Okay, so let's bring uh, money into the picture, if that's all right, Rob. Uh, (laughs) You you publicly post your passive income reports. Um, You're making double your passive income than active income. Uh, I think you're making an average of $5,000 per month uh, passively. Is that right? Yeah, yes, something like that. Uh, how do you, we, we kind of got into this product creation, how you create the product. How do you package the product and uh, know what to charge? I mean, I, I did a, a Gumroad. I've been publishing a few products on Gumroad. I don't know if you're familiar with that platform, Rob. Uh, I haven't used it, but I, yeah, I, know, I know about it. Yeah. Well, I really love Gumroad because it's, it's very flexible, and, and you can set up product pages in uh, less than 20 minutes um, and any kind of product as long as it's a digital file. Uh, and I've been testing different products, and you know, at first I did like a book bundle. It didn't sell as well as like a, a, a business in the box bundle with like all the templates and documents. Mm-hmm. Um, that sold really well. And one thing I tried was uh, a pay what you want pricing, mm. because uh, you know people can donate one dollar, or they could donate. You know, some people donate twenty dollars. Mm. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure what to, to charge. I wanted to test it. Um, how do you figure out, you know, I know all of your books are, are two ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah. Let's, let's start there. How did you arrive at that number? Oh, that's, you know, I, I haven't got very much good, good advice. Well, I just follow, I just follow what everyone else is doing, Danny, honestly. I just, <laughs> I, and that's an interesting example. And certainly with Amazon, it's definitely Steve Scott and, and just what seems to be working. Uh, put it out on 99 cents, you know, for the first few weeks and the free free days. Uh, there's a whole uh, there's a whole launch process, but other people like like Steve Scott and uh, Ch- Chandler Bolt, and um, uh, of course this, um, um, and and Scott Britton, I think even they've all written blog posts about their launch, and I I read them all, and um, and and there appears to be some sort of. Uh, consensus on 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 a lot of things there and and uh, a kindle of 12,000 words at 2.99 is is a pretty much of a, a consensus at the moment of course 2.99 you get the 70% royalty and you don't get that at less than 2.99 um so it's a bit of a no brainer on that one um so you know on udemy again i i just i i just watch what other people are doing you know Okay, but with a book that's uh, two ninety nine, you have to sell uh, three copies for every one that you would at nine ninety nine. Um, sorry, I'm not with you there, Danny. Uh, at that at that price, you know, two ninety nine. Yeah. If you were selling that book for nine ninety nine, you would have to sell. three Oh, copies indeed. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I thought you said I thought you said ninety nine. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, that's true. But I, I, I just think um, what, what makes that number the most profitable? I, I think it's just not right to sell um, at twelve thousand words. It just takes an hour to read. So I, I just don't think the public would for for that size of book. Okay, so it kind of uh, comes down to the, the page number. Is that an indicator for the value of the book? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think okay. people people have said that you know they get they'll get negative reviews if you charge nine ninety nine twelve thousand words. I think yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So so the, it's kind of market driven pricing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just just supply and demand and um, uh, and, and the marketplace. Absolutely. And then See, you're, um, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was saying. I mean, the, on on Amazon. It's 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 a market driven place. Udemy is a bit more complicated because uh, uh, the you know there's less products. It's a completely different marketplace, um, and so it's less about supply and demand there. That's more about uh, perception uh, and and um, 
and uh, the discounting as well. So it's, it's a completely different game. Um, and on your website, another different game altogether as well. So um, they're all different animals. So tell me about the Udemy game, because that's, um, in the first quarter, the first four months, you've earned uh, 15500 just from Udemy. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, 12 courses on there. Uh, what is yeah. it about Udemy that makes it uh, so profitable, that makes those courses so profitable? I, I, Udemy, it's, 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 it's a younger, it's a younger uh, platform. It's a, it's a younger marketplace. It's got a more of a Wild West feel about it. There are less products. There's less competition. Um, all of these things comparing to Amazon, for example. Look at Amazon. It's like books. It's been around for years. There's billions of them out there um yeah udemy is is it's much better as as we were saying i mean it's just easier because uh you know you, there's less people there's less out there there's less competition um you can charge more basically um there is huge discounting going on it's, it's just thing is is all over the shop um you know if we, we if we could talk about it for two hours it still wouldn't be long enough um so but basically um uh, if you go onto udemy um and you'll see all the courses at, at, at ridiculous prices like um uh, 4.99 for a four-hour course or something like that i don't know for, uh, you know there, there are some amazing prices out there um but everything gets sold at, at a discount and um that's udemy run discount promotions all the time uh, they just don't run it to the same person all the time. Uh, and uh, there are arguments shouldn't be doing that because they're just like educating their their customers to expect expect discounts. Um, but um, that's that's the game that they're playing at the moment and um, uh, and you, you've got to play along with it if you want to be on Udemy. Uh, so you set your course price. And and just sell through discounts, and you can sell, you can set your own discounts, and you can opt out of of discounts as well. Uh, but basically, uh, just to sum up this this this, this rambling uh, 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 description of Udemy pricing is that basically, uh, say a, a two to four hour course on Udemy, I tend to price around um, seventy to ninety nine dollars, and expect to sell it for around 10 to 25 $30, uh, depending on the individual that's buying it and, and when and promotions and what have you. And, and also, there's, I mean, there's bundles as well. You, you literally could go on and on uh, about this because um, uh, they're digital products. Uh, they don't cost – the cost of delivering them is, is negligible. Therefore – the the their value is is just in people's heads um and 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 that's why you can be so creative with the pricing and i'm not really touching scratching the surface on this one but um it's suffice to say that it's 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 all about um uh perceived value and discounting i see so I think I think it's dangerous a dangerous game when you get people to expect discounts and then you know they'll only buy things if it's ninety percent off. Mm. Um, there there was, uh, however, I'm thinking back to an interview I did uh, not too long ago with Sean D'Souza. Uh, he wrote Psycho Tactics and uh, he, he explains why he's able to sell courses for three thousand dollars or five thousand dollars is because these these customers have bought from him so many times before. And mm-hmm. they've loved every product that he's ever put out there. It's been quality. And these customers have been around for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, that he explains that that's where the real money is made. Do you uh, find that to be the case as well? Well, you know, uh, he prob- he probably, he's probably right. And, um, you know, uh, he, you know, you to me might be wrong. But the, the, the fact of the matter is that from, from where, from my perspective, um, Udemy is, is bringing me in uh, the, the most passive income at the moment and um, I don't have to stay there I, I, can, I, can, I don't have to do the discounts 
um, you know, I, I'm I'm free to to uh, sell on my own site um, and sell the courses on on other sites as well. Um, but I'm not personally. I'm not in the position to, and I'm not sure if I'd want to uh, sell sell a four hour video course for for more than a hundred dollars. Um, you know, I'm I'm I might be shooting myself in the foot here. And uh, I, I, I just don't, uh, I, I don't particularly want to go down that route of higher, higher ticket items um, per se. But, but for me, um, I, I'm happy with with the discounting at Udemy at the moment, and um, I'm happy with the whole situation because I, I'm free to do. Yeah, I, 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 I've got the choice. I got, I can, I can carry on with this, or I can stop. Uh, I can, I can sell on Udemy. I can sell elsewhere. Um, and uh, it's for at the moment, it's working. But you've, yeah, I mean, what what's going to happen in two or three years uh, is, is is anyone's guess. Whether this is uh, a good long term plan for for you to me or not, uh, uh, I I don't have all, all the answers, Danny. Yeah, I, I'd like to also ask you about the second part of that question too. Um, do you find that a lot of the customers that buy your products? Um, I know that you have an email list of uh, over nine thousand subscribers. Uh, because I've seen some of your videos, <laughs> uh, do, do you find that you're, you're making the money because you're uh, able to cross-promote your different products and people are loving your, your courses so much that they're going to buy more? Yes, uh, that, that's that's the beauty of Udemy. Is, is, is it, um, it, the money doesn't always stay with Udemy and the customers don't always stay with Udemy. Place They're in Udemy, they're in Amazon, and they're on your site. So definitely... Uh, they follow you from Udemy to your site. Now, there's, there's Udemy have their their rules. You know, you're not meant to uh, put you, know, you put you're not meant to put in your uh, courses, pointing them at landing pages, and all. Or you should read Udemy's rules. But at the end of the day, you're going to brand your my my courses are branded with Rob Cubbon. That's my brand. Same as your brand is Danny Flood. And people are going to remember the name, and uh, they, they're going to, yeah, as you say, they're, they're going to um, they're going to want other products of yours if they enjoyed one of them. And um, uh, that's the beauty of Udemy. It's a great way to grow a personal brand or a business. Uh, so, so one thing comes down to you know putting your logo on the videos and injecting your personality into the products, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because I know that, yeah. um, so for like Amazon Kindle, for example, uh, you're able to put, uh, obviously, your About the Author page, and you're also able to put your own uh, product offer, you know, uh, to get them to subscribe to your mailing list uh, mm-hmm. in the introduction to your book. Yeah. And that's yeah, a great that, way to build your brand and to build your uh, subscriber list. Oh, that's huge. That is absolutely huge. I mean, yeah, the, the offer at the beginning of a Kindle is absolutely huge. Can you, can you translate that to Udemy? Like, what are some tips uh, to, to build your brand additionally? Uh, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, as, as I say, the Udemy does have its restrictions. There is no doubt about that. However, it, it is a bit of the. It does have a bit of the wild west about it, Udemy. Um, and I have certainly, uh, I, I do almost exactly the same thing on Udemy as I do on Kindle. I just say, you know, if you're interested, uh, there's a free ebook here. And go go to this address, and um, and that's a squeeze page, and that that's in all of my courses on Udemy. I'm not sure if I, I'm I'm not. Um, I, I have to have the caveat that there there might be some rule against this on Udemy, but um, uh, you know, I they haven't uh, ever told me, and they haven't stopped. You know, they 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 have to pass every course that you do, and. Uh, and that's always been in there. It's been in all my old courses and all my new courses. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I would um, advise everyone to create lead magnet, or not just not just the one, and uh, and point people back to an email list uh, from any platform that they're selling on. And is that how you were able to uh, build such a large list of 9,000 subscribers? Because I know most people listening to this, you know, they would love to have 9,000 subscribers, but maybe they only have 
40 or 50. <laughs> yeah, I think um, uh, recently that's been growing the list. Um, but, they, you know, I, 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 I think a, a fair amount of those um, uh, subscribers have come the traditional route um, via my website, read a blog post and, and uh, taken up the lead magnet. But, yeah, I mean, certainly uh, at Amazon, because if you put it in the first 10% of your Kindle, then people don't even have to buy the Kindle and download it. To They can have a click on the look inside uh, icon at the top of the book on Amazon, and they, they, they can see your offer there and, and then go to your website and leave their email address. Uh, so it undoubtedly, um, uh, it, it's, it's undoubtedly a, a great, lead generation tool, uh, Amazon and Udemy and all these uh, platforms are great lead generation tools as well as uh, ways to make money. Fantastic. So basically to summarize, put your brand and your offer into everything you produce basically, right? Yes, yes, I would say. The beginning of it and the end. Okay. I have another. I have another part to that question that I want to ask you and I have no idea about the answer to this but I'd like to, to hear what you have to say. Well, I probably haven't got any idea either. So let's, let's have a look. <laughs> Maybe we're on the verge of discovering something. Here. Uh, so we talked about books. We talked about Udemy courses. But what about your blog? You know, what about people who come to visit one uh, page on your your blog, and then they leave? How do you get them to to engage with your brand more and uh, stick around and absorb more of your content? Well, I mean. Um... That, uh, uh, I was reading today actually uh, something Glenn Alsop wrote, and he said uh, um, two years ago, or, th- or even one year ago, there weren't there was uh, no plugins on. Uh, I'll get this wrong, but basically, in the last year, uh, the number of plugins and paid plugins that provide pop-ups for your for your website. Uh, so um, that's one answer is the, po- the dreaded pop-up uh, that nobody likes and nobody, nobody says they like, um, but, but they do work. And, um, and you can invest in, in premium plugins that will get the pop-up to only work uh, um, the, f- the first three times someone visits the site and then, and then not. Or, so you don't annoy people with the pop-up. Um, I've always had to, you know, a call to action at the end of each blog post, where which um, advertises um, the lead magnet, um, because if somebody's reached the end of your blog post, then they probably they, they're probably um, more more likely to sign up to your email list than than not. Uh, and there's hello bars. I mean, they're just there's just everything. All those little tricks that I, I mean I should do more of really um, and need pages and, and and stuff like that but there's just a whole host a huge great uh, market out there um, you know, that that's that's catering to this very need um, and uh, and there's just so much you can you can do uh, it's not just a question of just putting it in the sidebar at the top um, because that's that's not enough um, these days on mobile, especially. So, um, does, is that really the, the sort of answer? It probably wasn't the answer you were looking for. <laughs> well, I, I'm really fascinated by this uh, this topic because, um, you know, I mean, there's so many people out there, you know, writing about making money online. Um, there's there's a lot of people who write about travel, for example. Um, I think one of the opportunities to really shine is also not just your offer and collecting opt-ins, but also building that brand aspect. And, um, you know, I'm always, you know, trying to figure out more ways to do this better, you know. And when I consult with people, I often tell them, you know, uh, you know Evan Pagan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he did this, this video where he analyzed about 40 different websites. I'm not sure if you saw it, but he's, he would visit this website that people had submitted. And he's like, okay, what is it? I have no idea what it is. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I just, I, like I tell people, you got to explain very clearly, you know, what you're all about, you know, in that first immediately as soon as they come to the website and yeah um, you know in my header like I, I made sure that the tagline was in there you know what who what we're about and who we're for um and I, I thought that that was a really big part of uh you know building the brand um but I'm still struggling with uh 
I guess I want to get people to engage more and spend more time on the website as well. And I haven't yeah. figured out that, that part of the puzzle. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got all the answers again, Danny. It's a very, a very good point you make to put put the the why uh, in in the header because people will miss that. Otherwise, I think I probably uh, I probably need to do that myself. Um, it, <laughs> do you do it, any it, like remarketing or anything like that? I, I will. I, I will be doing that very shortly um, okay. through Facebook. And Facebook does uh, remarketing as well. Yeah, the the pixel tracking in Facebook as well. Oh, okay. So I, I take it a big part of building your brand comes through your your mailing list. Um, it, what's what's your strategy with your mailing list? Do you just uh, post to your content and share uh, products you create? Yeah, I, I just have this rule that I I, I email, email them at least um, once every fortnight or. Or you know, or more often, but even even better, more often, and um, and just just to have it. Don't sell to them. Um, it's all right to sell to them twice in a row, um, but make sure you intersperse it with uh, three emails that are just just giving them quality information. That's just the way I do it. I, I mean, there's certainly other people who do very differently um more sort of a churn and burn attitude to email and 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 really sell harder and get more unsubscribes as a result (laughs) whereas i'm probably a bit more wimpy about it and too worried about the unsubscribes and 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 i don't sell hard enough but um that's that's the way i i do it um and um you know uh Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no it's, you carry on, carry on. I was just going to ask, um, what, what have been your most successful emails that you've written? Because um, I, I start out with one email, and I, I figure it's the, I, I assume that it's the best one I've ever written, the first one in my autoresponder. And, um, but I, I'll get, like, two different feedbacks from it. Like, one person will say, you know, I love what you write because there's so many specifics in there. And then some lady, you know, today emailed me saying, uh, Danny, I'd appreciate it if your emails were a little bit shorter. Uh, thanks. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, what do I listen to here? You know, what am I supposed to be doing exactly? Yeah, the only thing I can say that wor- wor- what really works is, is the human element. Because uh, the, the best email I ever sent uh, had the subject line, um, sorry, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> because you know if you um if you show the the human aspect it, it really helps you know so you tell people what you're doing i try and keep them really short i i really try and keep them short uh because i don't like but other you know other people have monstrously long emails that have worked so um it it's a bit you know it depends on people's audience as well and it depends on people's personal preferences um but uh yeah definitely definitely the little a little bit of um uh hu- human um uh you know hu- you know like cuz i was kind of um saying that i'd i'd made a mistake and apologizing that you know i think people like that sort of thing i mean obviously don't make it false it, you know, that was I actually meant it because I'd I'd sent the wrong email out or something like that, um, and uh, and that that really works. And um, I, just just reg, regular posting uh, and, and not being too salesy. So I'm I that that's really all I do. Sorry, I messed up. I love that. <laughs> that is that is great advice. You know, and, and I think that a lot of people when they especially when they publish online, they're using it as like a broadcasting platform. You know, they're not having a, a it's not like a one-to-one conversation. It doesn't feel that way. You know? Yeah. I think when you're starting out, you don't have the, um, you maybe you don't have the confidence because you think you've got to be professional and you've got to be the guy that, that knows everything. Uh, whereas it actually, um, uh, you know, it's, it's not always the case, you know, that people, people identify with, with you more if uh, uh, the more honest you are fantastic yeah and i think one of my favorite uh mailing lists is uh, actually app sumo because uh yeah 
you know, they're selling you products with each email, but they're able to create such an interesting story and they bring themselves into it, you know, by telling some anecdote. And then they, they talk to, you know, they call their people sumolings, um, <laughs> you know, so they've, they've created this caricature for their customers, you know, that makes them feel that they're part of this community. And, uh, you know, it's been working really well for them. Yeah, I mean the 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 the, um, the head guy. I can't remember his name for, for some reason. Escapes me. I mean, his greatest. It'll come to me in a minute. But I mean, his two greatest things are how I got sacked from Facebook. He he was sacked from Facebook like a few days before he would have got share options or something like that. And then his next company was a Facebook app, which Facebook banned. <laughs> so, so, and and, and it, it, writing, you just got to. Um, Noah Kagan is his name. Noah Kagan, of course. Yeah, so. I've I've seen interviews with him, and he's just a quirky guy in general. Yeah. He's just able to broadcast that personality so well. Yeah, but they, they come come. It's him that writes the emails. Must be because uh, yeah. he's brilliant. He 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 is absolutely brilliant, and the 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 stories about his failures are just great. Uh, for, you just learn so much from them anyway and they make him sound human so you like him so you buy his products so you stick with him um, so it's just a great example of what we're talking about I wonder Rob I'd like to get your opinion on that how do you can how can you broadcast that personality or inject that personality uh, into your written correspondence without uh I guess giving too much away or turning people off, you know, because sometimes we don't want people to know too much about how we really are, you know, otherwise they might not like us that much, right? So we kind of... Yeah, you're you're definitely right. There's definitely (laughs) got to be an off... There's got to be an off switch somewhere, but, I mean, where where you... You know, I'm probably... Yeah, I, I um, who, who knows? Who knows? I, I mean, I, I just use common sense and 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 you know, put the, there's an off. Obviously, I don't I don't give away. You know, there's there's some some place you got to stop. Um, so so I think it'll be it'll be down to people's intuition. You know, uh, that's that's the best answer I can give. Sorry, yeah. I mean, but you, you know, I don't I don't know. But but yeah. you're right. Yeah, I mean, obviously you've got to stop somewhere. But um, I, I would just be as honest as possible, human. But just the same as you are with people, you don't you don't um, you're honest and open with people, but you're not going to tell them. Uh, uh, too much information, put it that way. I think that is kind of your personality, Rob. I think that's uh, what you do so well is that you're open and honest and you post your income reports, um, you know, your business reports and your targets. And I think that you know, people are in the same boat. They can definitely relate to that. Well, that's very kind of you to say so, Danny. <laughs> Thank you very much. So uh, this interview has already been long, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, just want to say, uh, chatting with you. Likewise, Danny. Uh, I've loved talking to. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to hear more about what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. We're definitely gonna have to, to follow up after this interview. Um, I did have one more question for you. I just want to kind of get personal here. Uh, your tagline on your website is "Create an online business with personal freedom." Mm-hmm. Uh, you tie those two aspects together, and um, I'm just curious. Uh, what what started you on this path to um, just being a digital nomad? And you're in Southeast Asia. You just were in uh, Cambodia and Thailand before that, and now you're in Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, what was your motivation to embrace this lifestyle? Well, uh, I, I don't know about um, – well, there's two things, really. There's, there's fi- financial freedom. Um, uh, well, there's three things. There's, there's, there's freedom of thought. Uh, freedom of finance and freedom of location, um, and they're all slightly different. Not 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 everyone cares about, of course, the the location thing, uh, because they're quite happy where they live. Their, their kids are there and everything. But for me, it's a little bit different. Um, see, it was more about freedom uh, initially, because as I say, I, I used to ha- have a terrible job and uh, and be terribly unhappy and um i i became happier um mainly actually because uh i 
I started reading self-help literature and uh, meditating and um, doing all sorts of uh, things that that you should do in order to um, be happier, which is uh, we certainly haven't got any time to go into all of that. And from that, that gave me a a better base. So I was able to um, uh, set up my business website and work for clients and eventually stop work. So it was a a pursuit of of, this, which really came from um, a desire to, 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 get away from the situation that I was in in the first place. Um, so the, the, that's, that's where the tagline comes from. It, it comes from a desire to um, become freer and, and more financially independent in order to live a better and, and happier life, which will be better for you and better for the, the people around you. Uh, and, and so that's more or less where the tagline comes from. The, the freedom of location is a, is a kind of happy byproduct that, that, that comes of it. And people can either use that to travel the world if, as and when they want to, or, or they, don't, they don't have to at all. But um, that, that's where the, the, the thinking comes from at the moment. So you just wanted to get away from that previous life that you were living where uh, you were in the cubicle and weeks and months were just flying by and it just felt uh, that you weren't getting anywhere and you wanted to have more enjoyment from your life. Yes, and, 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 yeah. and what, 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 I, you know, what, I liked, what I want to say is that I was, I was in that life for so long as well. I mean, I, long, certainly longer than, than anyone else that I've met that, 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 that's doing this. Um, so I, I want to reach people that, that maybe have given up, you know, um, because I know I know how how you know you you can get very despondent and and think that the world's against you and 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 you you wouldn't you're not capable of starting your own business, you know. You, 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 it's very easy to to fall into that trap in, in this day and age, and I, I want to um, reach out to those people and 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 give them a path out of it and tell them that they can do it. It is possible. Well, thank you so much for the uh, value that you're providing, Rob, and just showing everyone that it, it is possible and um, being so honest and open and, and showing exactly how you do it. I mean, it's, it's fantastic, and um, I look forward to the opportunity to continue to learn from you, and um, I highly recommend that everyone listening to this go check out your uh, website, robcubbin.com. Anything else you wanted to uh, add before we close off here, Rob? No, thank you very much for having me, Danny. As I say, it's been great talking to me. Thank you so much for your kind words. I, I really appreciate it. And um, if anyone wants to ask me a question, it's rob at robcoven.com. And just in case you're not uh, familiar, that's uh, C-U-B-B-O-N, uh, Rob Cubbon. Correct. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll put a link to that in the show notes uh, as well. Thank you very much, Danny. Thanks, Rob. Cheers.